Congress fixes things in the one way it can by passing laws, but in the real world of Uber government, nothing happens until an agency writes a rule to implement that law. Sometimes it takes them months or years to get around to it. Such is the case on rulemaking related to lowest price, technically acceptable Defense Department contracts. Here with what's starting to annoy industry, Alan Chavotkin, Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council. And Alan, sounds like you and other contractor groups and contractors felt that with the passage of a law limiting LPTA, that was the end of it, but that was really just the beginning of it? Well, it's just the beginning, the middle, and the end, Tom. Uh, and you're absolutely right. They talked about the importance of uh, the regulatory implementation. I've sometimes used the phrase that if Congress passes a law and it's not implemented in regulations, did it matter that Congress passed a law? And this uh, LPTA is a good example of that. Congress passed a provision in the federal fiscal year 17 National Defense Authorization Bill directing the Department of Defense to modify the regulations to uh, constrain the use of LPTA except in limited circumstances. The Government Accountability Office last Tuesday uh, published a report uh, on the status of the implementation and made a comment, uh, which is well known, that uh, the department hasn't yet implemented the law. And so, not surprisingly, several of the, many of the agencies uh, weren't aware of uh, any guidance or didn't receive any additional guidance. The frustration, I want to make it clear that, of course, I only want to accelerate rules on topics that I support, and I'm perfectly happy for them to delay longer on things we don't support. But the the reality is that the rulemaking process needs to be uh, keeping up with the pace of both legislation and needs of the users. Maybe they need a law to say agencies should write regulations within 90 days of enacting this law. Well, they do. Uh, I was going to say I probably spoke too soon. (laughs) No, that's exactly right. Many of the times, uh, sometimes Congress uh, does not put a date in it. The agencies uh, urge them not to or uh, there's rulemaking in in place so there's no need. Uh, But more frequently, Congress has been putting deadlines on the agencies. Now, those deadlines may be arbitrary. They may be more rapidly, uh, they may be uh, requiring more rapid action than the agencies can actually work their way through. Uh, But look, if Congress passes a law, then Congress passes a law, and it ought to be uh, implemented in in the most uh, expeditious manner possible. Are you getting any field evidence that LPTA contracts are still coming out in great quantity? Well, that's exactly what this GAO report uh, concluded uh, from last week. It said that there's still a large number. This focused only on the Department of Defense, uh, but they've done other reports on the other agencies as well. Still a large use of lowest price technically acceptable as an evaluation factor. GA looked at, at many of them, and in many of them, uh, many of those uh, award areas, uh, LPTA may have made some sense. Uh, the criteria were clear. The uh, this is a repetitive buy. There was nothing unique and nothing that the agency needed to spend more on. So they were getting best value by using lowest price. And the Professional Services Council were okay with that uh, issue as well. It is in the area of information technology and services where uh, Congress has focused attention and sort of encouraged the department to not use LPTA in those cases. And this GAO report still highlights a few examples of where uh, LPTA was used with uh, with questionable whether the evaluation factor was the most appropriate. So those that champion or lobby for a particular provision in a law or a law, 
need to not rest on their laurels once it is passed into law, it sounds like. Very much so. Uh, you've got to stay on top of the regulatory process. You've got to be engaged with it. Uh, we, we are, as you know, we talk, uh, you and I talk regularly about comments we've submitted on regulations. We engage with the rulemaking bodies, whether they be the FAR Council or the agency uh, acquisition uh, executives. Uh, we, we follow these issues carefully. If it's worth investing time on the legislative side, it's worth investing the time on the regulatory side. We're speaking with Alan Javotkin, Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council. And is there any evidence that you've seen that the rule is starting to be drafted? And are you working with agencies on what the language might look like? As to the latter question, uh, we have submitted some suggestions uh, on the LPTA rule in particular. I've not seen anything coming out. In fact, the the GAO report uh, indicates that a rule won't be forthcoming, even in proposed form, until the fourth quarter of federal fiscal year 19. Uh, we're working on a letter to the DOD leadership uh, to highlight that uh, challenge right now. It's not ready to, we, we haven't sent it yet. Uh, we're working on the language. But it, it's true across the board, importance to draw attention to it, uh, not just in the LPTA area, but other areas as well. This is not the only rule where there is a uh, they're a little bit far behind, and it's not only DOD. The federal acquisition regulations are falling behind. Uh, some of the other agency regulations are as well. A part of this is not uh, the regular regulator's fault. Uh, the president uh, issued an executive order on uh, repealing two rules for every one rule that's issued. The Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs has issued guidance on to the agencies, and so there's a, essentially a new sheriff in town and a new uh, taxonomy that has to be complied with in, in order to publish rules, even those that are required by statute. And so I know the agencies are struggling with that. Uh, there's uh, workforce uh, skills and numbers available to work on these rules. Sure. All legitimate issues, but nevertheless, for those that have a, a statutory foundation, you would think that they would get the highest priority. Yes, re- removing two rules for every one you issue is actually three rulemaking actions, and I think that might sometimes get overlooked, uh, pursuant exactly. to what you said about how busy they are. And how extensive or big does a rule for LPTA have to be? Is it a, Do you envision something that's 500 words or 37 pages? I'm leaning more towards the 500 than I am the 37, 500 words than the 37 pages. We don't want just a statutory regurgitation of what the I mean, a regulation that simply repeats the statute. Uh, Sometimes that's helpful, but here I think there's uh, additional guidance that's necessary and could be valuable. So, you know, several pages worth of of guidance to the agencies on how to evaluate, how to determine as part of their acquisition strategy when to use uh, low-price technically acceptable, when it makes some sense, and when it doesn't. Good news is that the Department of Defense in particular has had guidance out there for several years uh, from uh, former Undersecretary Frank Kendall, uh, for example. And so uh, this shouldn't, if it gets the priority, it should not be hard to write, in my view. And I think it can be relatively streamlined, does not have to be extensive. Other rules are a lot more complicated uh, that take a, a lot more time and a lot more pages. Often there are existing rules that are similar in nature that maybe some of that could be used almost as, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to say boilerplate, but could be used as a model, let's say, 
or a template for a new rule so that you don't have to start from scratch. Exactly. And again, I think in, in some of these areas, uh, we have those templates in place or they, we're talking about uh, modifications to regulations, not having to start uh, and create brand new. Okay, there's a fair amount of, of all of those flavors across the board. And so, uh, you know, that, and all rules are not created equal. All statutory provisions, uh, you know, have different impacts on the acquisition system. Uh, but if they are based in statute, a uh, statutory requirement, uh, we think they should get highest priority and uh, highest priority to the ones that uh, the Professional Services Council supports. And is it a federal employee somewhere who will open a Word document and begin drafting, or do they have contractors draft this and they just approve it as it goes along? No, these are uh, federal employees uh, in the various acquisition councils, both at the Department of Defense, General Services Administration, Department of Homeland Security, and others. These are federal employees on the policy side that are responsible for the drafting of these regulations. It's almost like a novel written by committee with equally uh, enticing results. Uh, Very much so. It is. It is very much a committee process in the drafting and lots of review and approvals before something gets published. And and that review process has stood uh, the test of time. It is a a, a wise process to go through to make sure that uh, all of those, because its impact, when you change the acquisition regulations, its impact is significant across agencies and across contractors. So that clearance process, that, that review and care is absolutely appropriate. I wish there were more people devoted to it, but there ought to be a way to to accelerate things. We shouldn't have to wait two, three, or or more years for some of these rules to take effect. Alan Chavotkin is Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council. Thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at iTunes or Podcast One.